Welcome to episode 140 of Cowboys Ride for Free, the podcast. My name is Joel Penfield. I'm not joined by Philip Slavin Day. He, he took this one off. We're, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun on this episode. This one's just enough outside his comfort zone. He probably he, uh, he decided that he'll sit this one out, but I am joined by a man that just joined us a couple weeks ago, Kip Smith, former Oklahoma State punter, WWE guy, crun- number stat crunching guy now. Kip, how's it going, man? It's going great. I'm ready to crunch some more stats here, look at some more numbers here for some video games. Yeah, so I got this idea a couple weeks ago, looking at some stuff for the bye week. And when the NCAA announced that they are going to allow players within the next year or so to profit off of their likeness, it got everyone that loved the old NCAA football video game back thinking, the game's coming back, the best sports video game ever is coming back. So I got the idea, why don't we give some ratings to some offense and defensive players for Oklahoma state, just for some fun. Let's see, you know, think about, you know, where they're at right now. And maybe in a couple of years, those ratings could be better. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to look at, but Kip, you were in the video game, weren't you? I was, I was for a brief second. <laughs> so was that, were you on the team at Oklahoma state or was this just when you were at UCLA? It was just when I was at UCLA and it was, they gave me a great rating. They gave me an 81 okay. with a with a 73 speed, I believe it was. <laughs> so very generous. You hear about everyone say, "Oh, my speed wasn't fast enough." They gave me too much speed. So that's the first time you'll ever hear that. And uh, they actually, I think they still do it, but the kickers and punters you could sub in at quarterback. So I would just sub myself in and play quarterback with myself. Well, I was your, 17 for the Bruins. Was your uh, your arm strength and accuracy good enough? Uh, I think it was it was very accurate to what it was in real life. I think it was in the it was in the twenties. <laughs> Love that. But uh, hey, we were we were just a read option team. So what? Uh, just I was just thinking back in my time, just all the good memories I had playing that game. Did you have like a favorite team or player that you used in any particular game that was just like maybe not your favorite team, but just that team you loved to play with in the game? Because I have a couple of mine. <sighs> Ooh. Players hard because the game that I actually grinded on the most was when Eric Crouch was on it okay. way back when. So I think that set the tone for any team with a running quarterback. I had to play with them. Okay. A mobile quarterback was a must. So when you look at teams like Texas A&M with Manziel, yeah. RG3, um, I would have loved to play with Lamar Jackson if he oh. was – he if he was been, in the game, he would have been. <laughs> that would have been like Madden 04 Mike Vick levels of stupid. Oh, it's it, it's. I have Madden currently, and they might skew my ratings for this because they're a little tougher. But even in Madden now, Lamar Jackson is just about a cheat code. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. So I'm not huge into Madden, but just because I had so much fun playing the NCAA video games that it was hard mm-hmm. to go over to the pro. But if I had to think about my favorite, I loved uh, – I played a ton of NCAA 13 with my roommates in college. That was always kind of our go-to on a PS2 or a PS3. We would play that. And I loved playing as Wisconsin because mm-hmm. they had Monty Ball, who I think was the running back at that time, and I would rush for okay. 250 yards every game. I remember one game specifically – Played with my buddy, and he was AM. I was Wisconsin. I ran for 430 yards and six touchdowns in a triple overtime game with Monty Ball. It was just unfair. Wow. And I think I'm also kind of lame, too. It was one of the first games where I think at 13, you can pick all the crazy uniforms. Yes. And I think the crazier uniform selection you could pick 
that kind of swayed the pick of my team as well. Yeah, I would always play as Oregon for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. But the re- the reason I played with Oregon was once I decided to do a dynasty, but I got really bored with it about one season in, so I decided because I had Marcus Mariota, I think was the quarterback quarterback number eight, but it was Mariota, oh. and I ran the I ran the triple option and averaged like fifty points a game because <laughs> everyone. Oh. All the speed Oregon had everywhere just made it overpowered. It was so much Not fun. even fair. D'Anthony yeah. Thomas, Josh Huff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're unreal. Their defense was unreal too. Yeah. But th- those video games are a lot of fun. I hope we get them back here in the near future with the NCAA changing the rule here. Like I said, we're going to go with five offensive players, five different defensive players for Oklahoma State, and then the kicker and the punter, and give them a rating. And if you don't know, the rating is from 1 to 99, 99 obviously being the best. And there aren't many 99s in the game in Madden or NCAA, so that's a pretty rare. But we're, let's let's start with Spencer Sanders here, obviously the starting quarterback for Oklahoma State. Where do you have him right now? Whew, this is a little tough. This is tough, but I have him as an 81. Um, but his speed is going to be 80, 89, 90. He's going to be definitely be a mobile quarterback. Um, just when pressure comes on him and accuracy is going to hurt him in the overall rankings. Yeah, right. I had it. I have him at a 76, and I know that may be kind of low. You see, like, the potential he has. I think the speed and his arm strength are going to, would be really high. The accuracy and the awareness are going to be kind of low. So mm-hmm. that is obviously going to be a little bit of an issue. But a 76 for a freshman quarterback in any NCAA game is really, really good. Right. I yeah, definitely I, agree with that. I think that. in that, that high 70, low 80 is probably a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Tylen Wallace. Obviously, his season is over, and that sucks. But he would be a really good receiver to have in that video game. Where do you have him? This is generous. I don't like giving out high scores, but uh, I got Tylen at a 95 overall. Okay, I, I have Tylen at a 96. Okay, I can agree with that. I mean, in video game or real life, I mean, I'd, I'd say that one of his only weaknesses is maybe – you can't really rank size, but after that stiff arm against Iowa State, strength <laughs> isn't really something I can knock him on either. No. So I don't know, and I've seen him – I've seen him pass block too. So I can't take too many points off of, of, of what he has. I mean, he holds onto the ball, so security isn't really an issue. I mean, I don't I don't know where you really even dock him points at. The only knock I can maybe think of is route running. Because we don't, we didn't really see him run too much besides like a hook fade and maybe the occasional slander post. But right. The, that that might be the only where place you can knock him, but I think that's more scheme than talent. But I think mm-hmm. if you had to take one thing from him being that ninety-eight or ninety-nine overall player, it's the route running. But I think hands, speeds, you know, strength, all that, it he mm-hmm. would be one of the best receivers in the game. Now to the player that, in my opinion, I think would be the most glitchy card or you know a card i play a lot of mlb the show glitchy mm-hmm. player in ncaa would be chuba hubbard i have him, oh, at, yeah. a, I have him at a 98 that's um, exactly where i have him at besides this last week his ultimate team card would probably be a 99 team of the year card 99 no doubt yeah, um, his speed, he, 99 speed, 99 elusiveness, 99 acceleration. Like he he would be, and I think I saw Carson Cunningham say something else, like he would be the only card in NCAA that would have 100 speed. I think so. But at the same time, so let's, let's speak hypotheticals here. Chuba is electric. But when you're talking 99 speed like Tyreek Hill, are they on the same level? 
No, it's it feels like it's a different type of speed. Right, but it's still like oh, that elite, like so ninety-seven I, yeah, or above. I'm about, yeah, I have them at a ninety-five speed. Okay, and ninety-eight overall. But yeah, it's he's fast, but I'd I'd like to see him against someone like Mikol or Tyreek in a race oh, to yeah. see exactly how fast he. I don't. Does he have a forty time out there? I not that I know of. Because well, I guess he'll he'll be doing it at the combine, unfortunately, this year. Yeah. Because I I don't think he'll be coming back. I, I <laughs> but, agree uh, with you, but if so, if we don't see him in NCAA, we're going to see him in Madden here pretty soon, and he's going to be a fun card to use right away in Ultimate Team. Absolutely. And a side note, a for sure, if you're in a fantasy pick, oh, yes, got to be it. Got to be a. I would say top four, five round pick. I, I could see that, especially if he's he's in a uh, an offense likes to throw to the running back. Like I'm a Chiefs fan by by trade, and they mm-hmm. really don't run the ball a lot, but they use the screens as an extension of the running game, and that would be where he could make his money for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the game's evolving to a pass catching back, and he, he fits that. that. Yeah. I mean, he fits that for anyone. Yeah. I mean. It'll be exciting to see where he goes. Yeah. So uh, let's go to the next guy here on offense, Dylan Stoner. Where, where do you have him at? I got him at an 85 overall. He's he's just a gritty overall player. Yep, I, I have him in, in, at an 84. Just Mr. Consistent ca- catching mm-hmm. will probably be somewhere in the mid-90s. You know, decent speed, good route running. Like he would just be that solid receiver that you go to on a third and six when you need a first down, just like you do in real life. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right where I got him at. Perfect. We're right on the same page here. Let's go. Let's give the offensive linemen some love here. Let's go to Tevin Jenkins. I got him at an eighty-six. I mean, he's just a solid. I mean, in real life, I think he definitely fits the mold of an NFL offensive lineman, and he's showing everything he needs a show. I think eighty-six just. Solid, solid number for him. Man, we're we're right on the same page here. I think other than uh, Spencer, we're right within one of each other in almost all of these. I have him at an 87, and I think a lot of that has to do with his versatility. He's played left and right tackle. He's played guard. So he's moved around, and he's been effective at all of those positions. So I think that alone makes him a very good fit at you know in that high 80s, just a really solid offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Body by glass. No kidding. My goodness. He, well, you can say that about anybody that comes to Oklahoma State, to be honest. That's true. But, man, I've seen what he does to those linemen. I've, I'm, yeah. I feel bad for the workouts those linemen go through, but, man, he turns them into just beasts. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, before we get into the defensive special teams, we'll be right back with after a word from a sponsor. All right, Kip, let's get back in here and let's go to the, the defense and special teams. We'll start with junior linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez. Man, this guy, he, side note, favorite player on the whole entire off, Oklahoma State team. They need okay. to put him on offense. <laughs> give, give this man the ball because all he does is make plays. He's just He's everywhere. But I have him – is he going in the game as a safety or a linebacker? See, I have him at a linebacker just because that's where he's been most effective, but I still feel like he's a he's a mid eighties to high eighties player at either position. Right. I have him at an eighty six. Okay. I have him at an eighty eight, 
and I have him playing linebacker there. I think if he goes to safety, I would probably have him right around that 86. I think he'd probably be a little bit better at linebacker because I think he was great last year at safety. I think he's gotten even better in a, what feels like a more natural position for him at linebacker. Right. Yeah, no, that's uh, – he's a uh, – man, I think – Personally, I think he's going to play in the NFL for a while, so but too. he's going to be playing at that hybrid safety linebacker position. Yep, I, I agree with you, and I think his his tackling in the game would be probably an eighty. It would probably be right at his rating, like an eighty eight or better, because of that wrestling yeah. background that people love to talk about on broadcast. But it's true; like he, Man, he makes plays for that reason. I did not know he wrestled. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, multiple times state. Yeah, multiple times state champion, man. Didn't you know? Yeah, I, maybe Petros, Petros Pekka, Pecha, however you say his name. Petros Papadakis, the most great yeah. man ever. Yeah, yeah. I think he might have said he wrestled once or twice. I'm not too sure. Or eight times in the three games it's called this year. All right, let's go to the next guy. Safety sophomore uh, Colby Harvell Peel coming off two fantastic games. <sighs> See, I'm looking at the whole body of work here. Okay. So I have him at an 83, which might be a little low, but uh, that's where I got him at, 83. I I have him at an 81. I'm a little lower, but I still think – I think his coverage is starting to get there a little bit. He struggled in it uh, a little bit last year, a little bit this year, but it seems like he's really kind of come on. And obviously his tackling is dynamite, so he played in that good Mm -hmm. downhill safety. But I think an 81 for a sophomore, and he's only going to get better. I think he'll end up – he would end up being in the 90s probably by the time he's a senior. Right. Yeah, and that's what I got on my notes here. I have man or zone uh, kind of awareness. Um, it would be kind of his uh, knocks against his ranking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, oh. he's, he's going to get even better there, and he has gotten better over the last couple of weeks. So you've seen the improvement. Now let's Definitely. go. Now let's go on to A.J. Green, senior corner. Man, looking at it right now, I th- – think i did a little bit too low um but i have him in the 89 okay, 89 I, overall i have him in 88 i mean we're right around the same and i think and people don't give him enough credit for how good he is it feels like i feel like he's very underappreciated by oklahoma state fans and mm-hmm. when he gets in the right if he gets in the right scheme because he's going to go and play in the nfl if he gets yeah. in the right scheme that allows him to play physical bump and run coverage he's going to be a good corner for a very long time yeah Fingers crossed. Hopefully, he's a first round, first round pick this year. He's got can, potential to. Yeah, uh, I, I think he, he's a guy that just feels like you put him in the right scheme, and he's going to just take off. Yeah. Before I get too too much off, because I love talking OSU football. Now, this might sound a little crazy. Okay. But what is the probability of OSU having three first round picks this year? Three first. I, I don't see it, and here's why. I think mm-hmm. if Tylen Wallace plays the whole season, I think he does. Chuba is a first-round talent, but running backs are becoming so undervalued and mm-hmm. because you can find good, great guys in the fourth, fifth round that you don't need to spend it on a first-round guy. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think these guys are, are, you know, you probably can put a first-round grade on them, but I don't think that they're going to get that first-round hype. But I think they're going to still be you know, second, third at the latest picks between at least Wallace and Hubbard. I think Green is probably going to be in that three to five range. You know, I think I think they're going to we're going to see some really solid players drafted this year. They're going to go and play in the NFL and be successful for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just hoping that they're first rounders. But okay. uh, I'm right there with you. I think it's kind of over the years, the guys that we uh, – like I thought Emmanuel Ogbo was a first-round pick no guaranteed. Doubt. But, man, they just – for some reason, scouts don't see it. I thought Mason Rudolph was a first-round. James Washington was a first-round. I mean, you can, um, you can say that I think a lot of it's almost like the Heisman, like the, you know, the Blue Bloods, and, you know, the people look at the name on the front, not the back sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. All right, we've got, we got a couple more defensive players here. Let's go mm-hmm. to the on the other side of the field to Rodarius Williams. I got him at 84. 85. And I think, you know, I think, yeah, say, I think they're both, both Green and Williams are really solid. They're two of the best corners in all the Big 12. I, I think Green is just slightly better, but I think Rodarius can lock up guys just as well. So I would maybe have his coverage a little bit lower, which you know mm-hmm. leads to that 85 rating. But overall, he he's a solid player. Yeah, that's that, I'm right there with you on that. And so this guy, let's we we had one freshman on the offense, obviously Spencer Sanders. So I wanted to add one in that's been a high impact or early impact type guy for Oklahoma State this year, and Trace Ford, defensive end, pass rush. I mean, he's shown potential that he's going to be one of the best players in the Big 12 here in about a year or two. Well, what do you have him at uh, right now? Right now, I have him at 85. Okay. Just solid defensive end. It might be a little bit too high, but I got him at 85. Yeah, say so I think I, I have him at a 77, and I think a lot of that just has to do with him being a freshman. But I think his speed and his strength are what really sets him apart. I think right mm-hmm. now it's just the you know the freshman, the play recognition, the awareness, block shedding, things like that are just going to hold him back a little bit. But he's going to be a player that gets up into the mid 80s or 90s by the time his career is over. But I think a 77 for a freshman right now is a really good spot for him to be in. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go. Let's go to your area of expertise here. Let's go to the special teams, the kickers, and the punters. We'll start with Matt Amendola. Well, I changed my rating on this a couple times, but then when I looked at it, just based off of the two characteristics that most kickers are ranked off of, which is leg strength and accuracy, I have Dola at a ninety overall. Okay, I got him at ninety leg strength, and based off of this season. 90 accuracy. Um, I think 90 is a might be a little too generous. I might be a little biased because I like Amendola. See, but I, uh, yeah, that's where I got him at. See, I, I'm with you. I actually have him a little bit higher. I actually have him at a 93. Oh, yeah. I actually I went pretty because I think you know yeah he he missed that kick uh, against TCU, but it, I didn't think it was a horrendous miss. It was a pretty long field goal if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and. I mean, you see just like the confidence he has. He's been automatic and damn near everything down the middle this year with room to spare. Like the, I think he hit a forty-nine yarder. Yeah, the forty-nine yarder against uh, against Iowa State. He had the couple. He had that clutch field goal, field goal to put Oklahoma State up ten in the game against TCU. So the clutch factor. I I'm adding that in here as well. But yeah, I'm I'm going with a ninety-three for the senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's man. He's had another great season. That one miss, but uh, he's having a great season, and uh, he's getting some uh, some points for uh, for a couple NFL teams. I think uh, I think he might get a shot or a training camp with a team. By the way, some of those kickers are kicking right now. I agree with you. I, I think some team will definitely give him an opportunity. I think I think if he's definitely got the leg strength to have nothing else kind of be just like a kickoff specialist or something like mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah, that's the only thing that's hurting him right now is he's not doing kickoffs for OSU. Yeah. But he has he definitely has the leg strength to do them in the NFL. Definitely. All right, last guy we got here, our favorite Aussie punter, Tom Hutton. No, I'm strict on this one now. I know you are. <laughs> I have him an 80 overall. Okay. Well, so well. I think his accuracy with kicks is got to be 85-90, but – I think the leg strength, uh, I probably have like a 70 leg strength, so it evens out to an 80 overall. Yeah, I, I had Hutton at a 78, and I'm, I was with you when I was thinking about this, and I didn't do too much stat crunching. I just kind of went, eh, that sounds about right. And yeah, I think his accuracy and his ability to put the ball where he wants is a huge strength. I might have that probably in the you know 90 to 92 range. But yeah, I think the leg strength right now is a problem. But I don't. I think it's more just the way he kicks than mm-hmm. him being able to hit the crap out of the ball down because you know he can. He had a 50 yarder against TCU. I think now that he's starting to kind of go away from that Aussie kick, the the kind of the rollout kick a little bit less now. I think that. We're going to see him hit some bigger balls down the field, and I, I mm-hmm. think that that leg that uh, leg strength and you know the the rating will go up a lot quicker. Right, but hey, if it's accurate and it's forty yards, For hey, sure. that's these. It, it might not be the most glamorous punt, uh, but hey, it's effective. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think his ability to completely neutralize any sort of return all season has been so impressive. Mm-hmm. No, he's been doing good. Now, what do you have as the overall offense and overall defense and Ooh. overall team scores? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I forgot that they actually they do that in these games. My goodness. Yeah. How can I forget I, that? Well, I'll give you a little hint here because I put that to the bottom of my sheet. I have the team overall as an 83 with offense as an 85 and defense as an 81. Okay. You know, I'm kind of with you on the the rating at an 83 or 84. I think that sounds about right. But with the way the team has gone in recent weeks, I'm actually going to flip your your offense and your defense. Okay. I'm going to go with the defense at an 85, and I'll go with the offense at an 81. Because I, now, I think is, – Is that with Wallace in the lineup or without Wallace? Ooh. I mean, See, yeah. That's I what, think, yeah, mine's, mine's with Wallace in it. Yeah, see that that makes it tough because I mean you saw the offense sputter at times too, even with him in, and a lot of that mm-hmm. has to do with having you know Spencer Sanders at quarterback and just the growing pains you go through there. And I, I, I don't look at this as a, a detriment of the offense whatsoever, but we've seen the the defense has kept Oklahoma State in more games than the offense has right. in re- this season. So I I would still say the defense is going to have the better overall rating around I think an eighty five or eighty six is a solid spot. I think having that offense in that eighty one to eighty three range and having I think that that kind of low eighties overall about fits where Oklahoma State's at you know in an eight and four you know nine and four season. Hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Number right. 23 overall ranked team in the nation, though. With three losses. That, I think that says a lot about <laughs> what Oklahoma State is doing, what they've been able to do the last couple of weeks to impress the committee enough to do that. Yeah, that's very generous ranking, which, hey, I'll take it. All right, so I, I got one last question for you. Uh, if the, Say the game were to come out tomorrow. Who's your, mm-hmm. cover, who, who's your cover athlete? Ooh, would it be – so this current year would be the cover athlete, right? Or would it be last year? So I'm doing it based on like 
this season, I guess, if you want to do that. Because we're more than halfway through, so we kind of have an idea who would be on the cover. Ooh. Personally, I would love to see Chuba on it, but the the nation wouldn't want that. Personally, I'd want to see Chuba and Barry half and half on the cover. Oh, baby. But uh, we can't have things like that. So I'd probably have to say, man, even though they're not having great seasons, if it's all coming down to numbers and money, I'd have to say either Tua or Trevor on the cover. Yeah. So I'm actually going with a different SEC quarterback because I I have this guy as my Heisman front runner here. Give, Give me Joe Burrow on the front with Ed Ogeron screaming in the background. Oh yeah, go Tigers! Go go Tigers! <laughs> no, I I think and I, the thing is, I like Burrow a lot. I think he's got a good personality. I think he's a solid mm-hmm. player. Now that LSU realized that throwing a forward pass is actually a good use of an offense, they're they're mm-hmm. one of the best teams in the country. I think Chase Young would be a fun one as well. What he's doing at Ohio State is stupid, but yeah, I th- I would have to go with if I'm going to go today, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Yeah, I don't blame you there, but after this weekend. I don't know. I'm. I still think LSU is the best team in the country. I'm hoping so, but man, I, that game's at in Tuscaloosa, right? I believe so. See, I think that they're going to drop. I think they're going to drop that game in Tuscaloosa, and they're going to somehow not get into the playoff. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting next few weeks. See how the the playoff rankings shake out because I. I'm hoping, just because I like PJ Fleck and I like Minnesota, that the 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 boat rowers, you know, up yeah. there in, in uh, Minneapolis are going to be able to take down number four Penn State. That was a bit of a shock to me. I thought the I thought the, the committee would still have gone with Clemson at number four, but I think that's mm-hmm. it's going to make things interesting going down the stretch here. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever Condoleezza Rice is cooking up over there. I mean. I think Clemson's a top four team based off of them winning the national championship last year and going undefeated this year. Um, but yeah, I don't know if those rankings were, I'm more into conspiracy theories. I think they're biased for ESPN ratings. Oh, for sure. No, it's, it's a show. It's not, it's not about the four best teams. Yeah. So who are your four best teams not taking into, into account what, what the playoff committee has. My my four my top four is pretty much everyone but flip Penn State and Clemson. Okay. Yeah, I have I, I I'd have it LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, and then Clemson. Okay. I can't complain, but if Clemson and either Oklahoma and Oregon were to play this weekend, who wins? I think I think it's Clemson. I think they're hot right now. They they seem to have figured out whatever little funk their offense was going through because I think a lot of it has to do with ATN getting going. Mm-hmm. Now I just uh, I don't know how it's going to happen, but my little prediction I think Oregon is somehow going to sneak their way into it. Oregon's a really interesting case because they're but the thing is like if you really. Look at, you know, they've won some games convincingly, but it seems like the best thing they've done this season is lose a close game to Auburn on neutral field. True. But it was the first game of the year. Yeah. They don't have time to make up for it. But when you think about Oregon, 
mm-hmm. you're really thinking about the fact that they lost a close game on you know on a neutral field. Yeah, and the rest of the Pac-12 really isn't helping out their case. Not at all. Not at all. Man, college football is so much fun. And I love, uh, as much as I love Oklahoma State football, it's nice to have an off week so that I can just focus on college football as a whole and not be so overanalyzed and hyper-focused on just watching the Oklahoma State game. I can watch the rest of the, the country. Yeah, one heck of an off week. Um, TCU, Baylor. Uh, TCU on, or Baylor on upset alert. I think TCU pulls it out against Baylor. It, it depends on who their quarterback is because I know Dugan's banged up. Michael Collins is banged up. Alex Delton just left the program, so they might have to burn a red shirt on somebody. Um, but it's going to be – it'll be interesting. If Dugan is healthy, then I think maybe there's a chance. But I'm not, But if he's not, then I think Baylor rolls. Uh, I, think, I think it's a gut check game for Gary. So I could see that. I'd, yeah, I think it's statistically TCU has not had back-to-back bad seasons. That's fair. And I think this game, especially here, TCU and Baylor, those fans, they care about that game more than any other game. Yeah. I think fair. I think TCU takes it. Okay. Well, we got a lot to think about with that. But, one. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week of college football for sure. Yeah, I got a, a lot of. And you're you're saying LSU is going to beat Bama? Yep, the Tua is going to play, but he's I guarantee he's not 100. percent And I'll take I'll That's take right. Joe Burrow in Tuscaloosa over a banged up Tua. Yeah, but didn't both teams? Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't both teams have a bye week last week? I think so. That sounds right. So. Based off of coaching, with that extra bye week and preparing for the other team, what team has the advantage? Oh, Alabama, no doubt. That's kind of where I'm thinking there. Okay, I can see that. Uh, as much as I want to see the Tigers go in there and win, based off of last year, getting, what was it, 30-0 to zero at home? Yeah, they got whooped. And... uh that might be some motivation, but, man, I I think Bama's going to squeak it out, but they're also going to lose a game later in the year, and it's going to just cause chaos for the playoff. Yeah. I think they're losing to Auburn. I think that game's Ooh, at Auburn. That would be interesting. Yes. That's my prediction. I think Bama wins this week, loses to Auburn, or loses to Georgia. I mean, they've played that team how many times in the last two years now? Yeah, that's true. That's kind of like Texas and Oklahoma. It kind of stinks, but if Texas and Oklahoma play in the Big 12 championship game, they've played each other four times in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. Although I think it's going to be OU Baylor, though, in the Big 12 title. You think so? Yeah. Because Texas has three losses now. See, LSU... Um, TCU and there was one more in there. They, oh, they nearly lost to Kansas. Oh, they and should have lost to Kansas. They should have lost good Kansas. Thing. And they lost OU. Yeah, good thing that game was on Longhorn Network and nobody watched it. But <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, man, they they should have lost to OSU. Um, yeah, but I, I think Texas is highly overrated. Highly, highly, highly. Is this the last year of Tom Herman? No. Nah. 
It should if now if they if they go like seven and five, I think so. Yeah, but is uh let's see, Ellinger's a senior, isn't he? Or is he he's a junior? A, he's a junior. So he'll got yeah, Herman will be back one more year with Ellinger. Yeah. But hey, I don't mind Herman being down there. No. It's, it's been pretty good the last couple of years with him down there. Definitely. All right. Well, I think this wraps this one up. Kip, thanks so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. I, I was glad that we were able to do this because I've been thinking about the possibility of the NCAA game coming back. I missed it so much. I will pay stupid amounts of money if it actually does come back to buy this thing. Uh, but yeah, this, this is so much fun. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. Just take my money, EA, because yes. I'm ready for the game to come out. <laughs> no kidding. Where can everyone follow you on Twitter, Kip? Kip Kip underdash oh, hooray. All right, you can follow me at JT Penfield. Be sure to follow the main site at Cowboys RFF. Obviously, lots of big news with Kay Cunningham committing yesterday. There's a lot to talk about here, and hopefully we got a couple more commitments coming up soon. And then we got to lock on to Kansas next week, and we'll talk to you all then.